0: I'd love to quit, but the sponsors just keep paying me.
1: This is The Gently Mad, a show where I talk to and pick the brains of the smartest people running creative online businesses. Actually, not so much. If you're looking for that inspirational kick in the pants to help take your life and career to the next level, then this is probably not the place for you. To be perfectly honest, this podcast is about me. Hey, I'm Adam Clark and I'm your host. Thanks for listening. I do talk to people on this show, but instead of that double rainbow of success BS that you'll get in most entrepreneurial shows, we talk about failure, self-doubt, and all the insecurities that we all have that keep us from doing much of anything with our lives. If that sounds like your kind of thing, then head over to avclark.com TGM and subscribe. Any actionable advice or helpful tips are simply a byproduct and purely unintentional. What is up, my friends? Welcome to The Gently Mad, episode 47. I'm Adam Clark. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for lending me your ears. I'll tell you what, I am stuffed. Oh, my goodness. I haven't been this full in such a long time. I have terrible eating habits, okay? I just don't eat. It's Tuesday evening, and I recently, as in the last hour or so... Took my daughter my seven year old daughter that my oldest daughter Izzy whom you heard on the Seth Godin episode if you listen to that one out to dinner just the two of us she wanted to do barbecue went to do barbecue one of the main reasons I miss California is the food because my favorite foods are sushi and Mexican and you, you really just can't do it better than California for those for those foods but barbecue I'll tell you what Tennessee we've got some pretty fucking good barbecue I mean there's just no other way to put it than that this this is barbecue land and it is amazing we've got just barbecue joints everywhere and uh, I had this plate of Texas beef brisket I don't know why they call it Texas beef brisket instead of like Tennessee beef brisket I don't know I don't know if there's a difference between the Texas beef and the Tennessee beef whatever It was amazing, and I am stuffed. Like I, I just, you know how you know when you've you've had enough, but you're like, I don't care. I've had enough, but I'm gonna keep going because there's still more food on this plate. Well, that's exactly what I did, and I'm not feeling so hot at the moment. So, yeah, uh, that that's just where I'm at. But I hope you're having a good Tuesday or Wednesday. As I said, geez, man. I'm just all... My barbecue is affecting my brain. It was so good. Can you remember the day? It's Tuesday night when I'm recording this. This was a little bit... This was an interesting one. Okay, I had my good friend John Naster on the show. John is the host of Hack the Entrepreneur, which you should check out. It's a great entrepreneurially focused podcast. I think if you like this show, you probably would still like that one. I mean, John is definitely more focused on... The education, the teaching, the how-to, but not in a cheesy way, not in a sleazy, salesy way. I mean, it's it's a great show, but it's it's much more tight than my show. You know, the the conversations, the interviews. I mean, they're true interviews, and they tend to last about thirty minutes. He gets right to it. No long intro, no rambling conversation, none of that stuff. None of basically everything that gently mad is. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be on his show soon, um, at least we're going to be recording it uh, in a week or two. I don't know when the episode will air, but, uh, but John's a friend and we spent many hours over the last few months talking ever since we met each other. We just hit it off and many late nights we spent on Skype conversing and kind of helping each other figure out what the hell we're doing with this online business, podcasting, content marketing stuff. I wish that we had recorded those conversations because they would actually make great podcast episodes. You know, someday I want to do a podcast where it's just, it's behind the scenes. You know, it's like, it's all coaching calls or mastermind calls. You know, like no pretense whatsoever of a show that someone is going to listen to. And therefore, we need to make it better uh, less real, less vulnerable. You know, I feel like this show is pretty raw as it is, but recording an actual coaching call or mentoring call or accountability call, whatever we want to call it, I think that'd be about as raw as it gets. So I have, have, uh, idea for doing that someday. Regardless, John is on the show today and, uh, this is the first time I've ever done something like this. So John and I recorded this episode yesterday. If you're listening Wednesday. March 25th, then, I mean, it's practically live. We recorded this Tuesday, March 24th, and and typically, you know, I'm at least a month, if not several months ahead of when I record to when I release. But I just decided this morning, I want to do something different. You know, I want to shake things up, and I decided that I'm going to release, I told you on this at the beginning of the episode, I said, we're releasing this episode tomorrow, and I have no idea how it's going to go. Even if it's terrible, it's still coming out tomorrow. Luckily, it wasn't terrible because John's a great guy, and we had a really great conversation about, there was some sort of nerding out about podcasting, but also just more of the idea of working for oneself, of being self-employed, about not giving up when stuff gets hard, not quitting when the shiny glow of newness has worn off and he had a great he he shared a great quote in the show from like an uh olympic coach that was great i'm not going to tell you the quote right now because i don't want to spoil it but it, it was fantastic and i just loved this conversation with john he's a great guy he's a good friend and we have a lot of stuff in common um i was gonna say except for the fact that he's canadian but i'm also canadian or at least part canadian so that too but he seems to know something about hockey that i don't understand based on several parts of the forthcoming conversation i think we're gonna just get to it we'll be right back with my conversation with john right after this brief word from our sponsors Made a sponsored today by Harvest. Harvest is a beautiful tool for time tracking, invoicing, and powerful reporting. I've been a Harvest customer myself for years now, and as I've said before, one of the greatest things I love about Harvest is the attention to detail when it comes to design. I being a designer myself, I didn't want my invoices to look crappy. I didn't want to use a system for time tracking. And report generating that didn't share the same aesthetic taste for design that I did. So I called up Danny Wen, one of the co founders of Harvest, and all that design stuff is actually intentional.
2: You know, when you take on a a domain like uh, time tracking, you know, it's a thing that most people uh, find to be a hassle in the first place. Um, So we've spent a lot of uh, our time and energy over the last nine years to really make uh the time tracking experience make that as easy and convenient as possible and so for us that means really thinking about what the modern workflow looks like Uh, is the is the customer um not just on the web but they're also on mobile they're also in these other applications can we make the 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 experience connecting all all these different points um, as smooth and easy as possible so that At the end of the day, you're actually gonna get uh, accurate time tracking data.
1: So whether you're a freelancer, or part of a small team, or even a large team, and you need to track time, send invoices, and generate reports, and you care about doing it in an extremely user-friendly way, then Harvest is the place for you. You can go to GetHarvest.com and sign up for free. You get uh, the first month free. And by using the promo code TGM at checkout, you can get 50% off your second month. So go to GetHarvest.com, check them out, and thanks to Harvest for sponsoring the Gently Mad. We're also sponsored by Hover. Hover is the best way to buy and manage domain names. Seriously. They take all the hassle and friction out of registering a domain name. And if you're anything like me, then you tend to register quite a lot of domain names. I've mentioned before how I love the simplicity and ease of use that Hover gives me as a domain purchaser. And the fact that they have a telephone number that you can call, if you have a question or a need about anything, you can call an actual number and get an actual human without long hold times or anything. And that means a lot to me, but there's a reason that hover is able to operate that way.
2: So one of the best things I think, uh, for me at least, is the size of the team.
1: This is Michael Keshen, by the way, a hover employee.
2: So we actually have a pretty small team. It's funny because we're in a so we're in a, a big building because we're owned by two cows. So there's a lot of uh, different uh, different brands that operate within the company. But with Hover, it it sort of operates like a startup. So you have a lot of access to the key decision makers because there's only a few people uh, that can make them and they're all close. You know, we all kind of sit near each other. So it's so yeah, just being kind of quick and nimble and, and being able to really operate as a team that doesn't have, you know, like go over to that side of the building to talk to. So this. this team head who will then approve it to that manager and all that stuff. So that doesn't really exist. And it really feels like, um, you know, everyone's on the same page and we all work together closely to uh, to get things done.
1: So if you've never used Hover before, seriously, just go to hover.com and check it out. I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. In fact, if you're like me, then you're going to immediately move all your domains to Hover because that's what I did. If it's your first purchase at Hover, you can get 10% off your order by using the promo code TGM at checkout. Again, Hover.com. Check them out. Thanks to them for sponsoring the Gently mat. Alright, folks. Hope you're ready. This is uh, this was a good one. I enjoyed talking to my friend John we're gonna do a part two i'm sure that it's gonna happen because there's just so much to talk about with him it, it, it's just bound to happen at some point let's get to it here's my conversation with john Naster. Coughing aloud, man. I can only I can only keep track of my own coughing and edit that out. I can't be expected to edit out a guest's coughing as well.
0: I've only been doing my own shows, so I just keep marking down times to take out the coughs. Now I got to uh,
1: edit out the guest's coughing. You know, <laughs> I quit. All right. I'm already tired
0: of this thing.
1: I'm, I'm done. You're the last episode. I'm announcing it now.
0: Yes. Awesome. I get to be the last episode. It's going to be epic. This one, man. Millions of people will download it. <laughs> I'm
1: actually going to release this episode tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to, you know what? I've got a show coming out. I've never had, I've never done an episode that I released that just immediately, I don't even know how this is going to be. This might be the worst episode ever, but it's coming out tomorrow. Awesome. Either way. So Let's it can't it. be the last episode because I still have sponsorship you know, <laughs> agreements.
0: Uh, it sucks that you got to keep going for the sponsors. I'd love to quit, but the sponsors just keep paying me. <laughs> uh, it's been, yeah. it's been that kind of uh First world problems,
1: man. It's been that kind of week, though. It's just like, um, I don't know how you, uh, uh, this episode might end up being more about podcasting since you're a podcaster. I guess we should, I guess we should just get the intros out of the way. Um, I don't even know if I've said your name. Does anyone, anyone listening probably doesn't know who you are. I mean, you said any names yet. I wonder if we could do this without (laughs) ever saying a name and people could just guess who you are.
0: Yeah, they'll know. They'll know my sexy Canadian accent. (laughs)
1: You're, 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 you're John, Johnny, John, uh, here's Johnny Daster.
0: Mm-hmm. Indeed. I am
1: one of those. And you got a podcast called hack the entrepreneur. Yeah. And, uh, I was going to try to figure out how many episodes you've done, but you stopped putting episode numbers on your titles.
0: Yeah. It's a new, a new thing. Uh, I think 73 yesterday. Nice. I believe, or 72. It's a lot, man. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, there's a lot. And so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, any anywhere in there, have you had a day or a week or two weeks or a month where you're just like, I'm tired of doing this because you do a three week, three times a week show as well. And it's a lot of work. And there's just it's just a lot of stuff. And actually, you outsource more of it than, you know, But back in the day when you were doing it all, if there was a day when you were doing it all yourself. You know, that's where I'm at right now is I'm just feeling like I'm just tired, you know, and that leads me to think about this whole stuff. You know, should we take breaks? Is, is there, you know, are, are we basically setting ourselves up for failure to just do the never ending
0: show? You know what I mean? Uh, so did I ever say I'm just tired of this? No. Uh, did I ever say that? Is anybody listening? Yes. Uh, did I ever say that? Yeah, this is a ton of work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I never got tired of it though, but there was definitely after there's that whole new and noteworthy thing. Right. I mean, and you kind of can skyrocket into some great places and then, you drop off and then nobody hears of you and you go from like the top five spot in business podcasting in iTunes to 200 (laughs) and you just stay there and you wonder if there's going to be a way out. Right. And then you just keep working and you keep working and you keep working. And then weird kind of cool, epic shit sort of happens. I think if you just keep your head down and keep into it, I always love the interviews. I always get excited about the interviews, but yeah, there's a ton of work man that goes into putting out three episodes a week like a ton like way more than i ever expected <laughs> I,
1: I think i have a solution for the afternoon and noteworthy i'm not going to talk about it here though because i'm going to make it into like a course and make people pay me
0: to find out what it is i have a solution just keep freaking going <laughs> um don't give up and don't i mean I, I it's so easy to say like don't get all caught up when you're in new and noteworthy and you're getting all these downloads because not everybody gets those but you have to really push to get those. And when you do, you do it's you're gonna fall off at the end. There's no way to just keep that trajectory going nonstop afternoon nowhere. There's there's just no way. You hit this giant dip, as Seth Godin would say, and then you gotta work through it, man. And it takes a long time. It took me way more months than I expected. I was like, Ah, a month of really bad dip, and then I'll start moving back up the charts. Like, no way, man. I mean, Three months in it was like
1: <laughs> Do you honestly think that it's just I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's just showing up every day. I mean, I mean that is the start. I mean, you have to do that. You, if you, if you, if you quit, then obviously, you're never gonna get anywhere. <laughs> so, I mean, step yeah. one is, of course, just show up. But do you honestly think that? Um, um, and when I say that, do you honestly think? Like, do you honestly? <laughs> it sounds condescending. I didn't mean it that way. But do you <laughs> do you really believe that just showing up over a period of time eventually things will start to grow? or i guess i think that there there are some things you have to do in addition to showing up and getting better like there you know and it's not just blast social media it's not stuff like that but there are things that you can do to grow your audience and part of me wonders like this advice that we hear all the time just show up just keep showing up you know if two years later if if
0: just showing up equals growth you know what i mean uh yeah i kind of know what you mean and i mean i thought we were talking just specifically about my show in my case so obviously no i mean if i just like recorded john the show has nothing to do with you all right (laughs) okay but that's how the question was phrased the show the
1: show's about me i say that in the intro okay you You should know that
0: i didn't hear the intro (laughs) i'm too busy working um so i'm just kidding no yeah so what were you gonna say Obviously, if I recorded a show and it was just me and I was like, hi, I'm John and that was it. And I did that for 10 (laughs) minutes and then I stopped and I did that for the next five years. No, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to care. You're right. Absolutely, man. You have to be unique in a way. You have to obviously be able to find your voice and be able to resonate with some sort of audience, obviously. But even if you do all that stuff perfectly, and I, I didn't think we were going that far back, but just... It does really take. There are, it was all about the. Did I ever say, I'm tired of this? That was all I was really kind of talking around. And that hasn't, the tired of it hasn't happened to me, but the whole like, wow, what's happening? Like, nothing is happening. I just have to, I think my thought process was, I just have to keep going. I have to keep going, stay excited about it, and keep pushing through, and things will happen. And I had no idea what would happen. Things that I expect, I didn't like, it just, Things have come to me that I didn't expect to come to me. Um, yeah. last, last week, I had an amazing epic week of things that, wow, I didn't expect any of this stuff to happen. And it all happened in one week. And two months ago or a month ago or three months ago or four months ago, I would never have known. But I know that I kept my head down and I kept working and I kept excited about the show and I just slogged through. And yes, I have help. I have an editor. I have an assistant that helps me a ton. But there's still a lot of work to it, man. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept doing it. I don't know. I was just, but obviously the show in some way resonated with some people. So therefore it helps obviously. And it's kind of essential. You have to figure that stuff out. You can't just make a regurgitated show or product or service or anything. Right. There's to be the whole USP, the unique, it has to be unique in some way. Just, sure. Right. Yeah. So,
1: and I mean, obviously Uh, I don't mean the extreme of that just showing up like you said. Oh, I'm just going to show up and say my name and that's it. You know, (laughs) that's the show. But you know what? I think you get what I'm talking about. Like the the a lot of the advice is like, you know, just keep showing up. And I really wondered lately if just keep showing up is enough. Like that's definitely the first step. But I wonder if if that's I just I don't think that's the only step.
0: You know, no, no, no. Of course, it's not the only step. But it but once you overcome that, I mean, I don't have a magic pill. I mean, it, after deciding that you're just going to keep showing up, then you're going to be like, okay, well, I don't know what to do next. It's like, well, I don't know what to do next. Yeah. I just did. I did a whole bunch of different things. Yeah. Most of them probably didn't work. Nobody even paid attention. That's fine. But I guess one or two things did, you know what I mean? There's no, there's no magic pill pill to it. There's no solution. Like, I can't just tell you, man. And that feeling of not knowing what the hell to do tomorrow or the next step is that's just kind of life. I mean, that happens to me in just in general, not just in business, right? Or in podcasting. So I... I wish I had a better solution. That's the that's the no. least helpful answer ever for anybody out there. But I mean, seriously, man, when you get that feeling that you don't know what's next, it's like, honestly, dude, most people don't know what the hell they're doing. That's just how it is. And it's just most people don't want to admit it, man. Even if people run massive businesses and they've never run a massive business before. And they're made CEO of a massive company for the first time ever. Do you think they know how to do it? No, they figure it out. Yeah. You've launched the first product. You have no idea what to do, but you figure it out. And then the next time you do it's like, oh, yeah, I've launched products. And everybody looks at you like, oh, you know how to launch products. Well, yeah, but I didn't at one point. I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea to start a podcast until I started a couple podcasts. And now it's people I'm on a show with you talking about podcasting. Like I know what I'm doing, which I guess I do at this point. But I didn't. Two years ago, I had no frigging clue.
1: Yeah, I guess I guess what I'm getting at is I think that um, the difficulty is that if you want something to grow, first of all, showing up is is hard, um, especially, as you said, when you're in a dip or, you know, after the initial excitement is worn off. But but then there's there's just hard work to be done. Um, you know, I think I have spent my whole life looking for something that uh, never turns into a job, you know, never, t- never, never turns into hard work. And it's just the fun, exciting part at the beginning and I just don't, I don't think it exists. I don't think there is anything like that.
0: I'm going to consider myself then like um, the creators of South Park. They have no idea going into, I mean, they've broken into two seasons per year so that they have time between, but they have no idea what's going to come in the next episode, right? That whole five days to air or something, the show, it's a brilliant yeah. documentary and they have no idea what it's going to be. And they, their whole, they're like what season 20 now, because they just say there's going to be a time where you're going to sit down, Adam, or I'm going to sit down or they're going to sit down and it's time to do the next show. And it's just not going to be there. And that's it. That's cool, man. Deal with yeah. it. That's how it works. But I mean, obviously, don't force your way through it. Don't fake your way through it. But when that happens, it's time to just go on to the next show. I think that I think that I think that's my answer. I, I honestly, I had somebody respond to me in an email. We're looking to book them on the show, and they're like, "Oh, all this stuff's going on. Can you get back to me in a year?" <laughs> and my response was. I don't know if the show will be around in a year. I honestly don't. I mean, I, I love the show dearly. I love what I do, but that's a long time away, man. That's a long time away. That's yeah. 150 more episodes. And you know what? I might be going in three years. South Park didn't think they were going to make it more than a couple of years, right? A season 20, 20 yeah. years of it. And, but when it's done, it's done, man. Just that's how these things work, right? It's just another sort of season of what it is you do. That's fine. Yeah. I, don't, I think you should force it or struggle it. Um, but the whole thing to go back to the whole don't want it to get boring. This I want to <laughs> I want to say a quote that I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I was reading this um, this guy. He's a trainer of like Olympian athletes. And apparently this person has trained some of the top Olympian athletes. I know nothing about sports, so I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but it was brilliant. And somebody was asking, like, you've trained more gold Olympian athletes than anybody. What is the main ingredient that you've seen or the main trait in all of these people? Like, or what is it you need to nourish to make somebody a gold athlete, right? That's obviously, that's the magic pill. Everybody wants it. And the answer was the people who are the best and who are these gold Olympian athletes. The one thing they do better than anybody else is they deal with boredom better than anyone. Hmm. Meaning that everybody else quits when things get boring. The hmm. people who are these gold are just the well, that's of course it gets boring because you're trying to master something. You're trying to get as good as you possibly can at it. And it's really fun. And then it's just a lot of work. And yeah. if you can keep your head down and keep through that boring, you will end up on the other side, the master of it, or whatever you want to call that. But that's, sure. it is, that's epic, man. That's awesome.
1: That's yeah, brilliant. no, that's that, that's exactly what I meant. Like, there isn't anything that I know of that exists that doesn't at some point get hard, you know, if you care about it. You exactly. know, it's it's always Not fun about- in the beginning, but it's going to, you know, at some point, you're going to hit a point where, as you said, either it's boring or it becomes a job or it's just a lot of hard work and you don't love it as much as you did. I mean, that stuff always happens. Yeah. You know, so I, I'm curious, like, I guess, you know, that's kind of what I was getting at is like in your, um, you know, lots of episodes, I forgot the number you said was 73
0: now. Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. So anywhere in there, You know, I know you said that there was a period where it's like, you know, what's going on with this? You know, it's not growing after kind of the new and noteworthy spike and everything. But is is that what you meant? Like that you were feeling like this is just hard work right now or you haven't hit that point yet where you're feeling like this is just a lot of hard work and I'm not loving it, but I feel like I need to keep doing it.
0: It was a lot of hard work. I was loving it, but I had no idea where it was going or Mm. what I was going to do with it, and how I was going to get back to that initial, the crawl upwards, like the spike of traffic, the spike of listeners that I was getting, and that had just slowly been falling off. And I didn't know how I was ever going to get back to that. Hmm. So that, to me, was just where, like, what step do I take next? I didn't know. So all I did was put my head down, and I just kept doing what I did the same way I did it and I just kept doing it and trying to enjoy sort of the moment of doing it but not knowing where it was going sure but I you know what I mean like not in any like oh the secret sort of way just I I oh, yeah. didn't know what else to do man so I just put my head down and kept working yeah and then wacky cool shit happened and that's cool but I I didn't know I had no clue I didn't have a plan for it other than just keep enjoying what I'm doing if I'm having fun in these conversations and in these then Hopefully that is gonna somebody else is gonna have fun with it too and enjoy it and like it and it's, yeah. something's gonna happen and I'll figure it out when I get there.
1: Yeah, but so you're saying that it's you know it has started to come back around though at some point oh, or, or, or are you still in the in the you know you don't know what's what's gonna happen?
0: No, I, I know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, had, I had an insane week last week.
1: Um, yeah, you got published. Well, I mean, you've been you know what I mean. You got an article on Entrepreneur.com.
0: Oh yeah, that was last week. And I didn't even know about it. I was actually That's actually funny. I was on my mastermind call. Yes. So entrepreneur is hilarious because it was like four months ago. Uh, I interviewed a guest and then that guest at the end of the call was like, I was reading some of your stuff and you should really, I write for entrepreneur and you should write for them too. I'm going to introduce you to my editor. I'm like, oh wow, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. So I had to like submit 10 subject or Headings, I guess, headlines, I guess they're called, and then I had to write one, and they approved it, sort of. And then the guy was like, "In the end of December was I said, sub- okay, as as an editor, I've approved it. Now you have to go into sequence to become an actually approved like person to write for us. That'll yeah. take upwards of eight weeks." Don't email me back. The guy's like really <laughs> kind of grumpy. Don't email me back. I will get a hold of you if there's an issue. Right. So then, what, 12 weeks later or something, I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm just not going to get a hold. Of. <laughs> then I'm on a mastermind call with my two buddies yesterday at eight in the morning my time, because one guy's in Japan right now, one guy's in Spain, and I'm in Ontario. So it's 8 a.m. my time. And at the end of the call, we're just chatting. And I guess my one friend, he's like, goes on to facebook and he's like dude did you write an article for entrepreneur i'm like well i'm (laughs) going to be i think you've heard this story like it was four months he's like no seriously man my cousin just shared something on facebook It sounds like you wrote it. It's like, what? (laughs) And it was crazy. And so I went, he sends me the link in Skype and I go to it and my face isn't even on it. My name's not on it. It got released like four days prior. I'm like, what the hell? So I email the person, like the editor. And I'm like, that's awesome, dude, that I'm published, but it doesn't even say who I am. That's, and then so like. 20 minutes later, like, oh, my face pops up on it. I was like, this is the weirdest most. There was no, like, congratulations, you're in. Oh, no, that's not true. Sorry. Last week, I missed the one step where they did tell me I was approved. And so I was getting in and I got, like, access to their back end where I can, like, change my bio and stuff. But that was it. And there was no, like, congratulations, you're in sort of thing. It was just kind of like, here's the stuff. And then it was just here. Now it's published. And now I still I was actually talking to my wife last night. I was like, so I wonder if I'm. I think you're supposed to do it once a week, but nobody's told me. Nobody knows. Like, I'm like, should I just write another article or it's <laughs> like, so it was so funny and weird. Right. But yeah, so that was cool. Um, and then copy blogger who also like the editor of copy blogger emailed me last week at the same time. It was like, we want you to start writing for us. I'm like, wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. And then there was Rainmaker FM, which I ended up on last week and we'd launched, which caused my downloads to just skyrocket. Um, so it was a yeah, good was that
1: was that last week um, when you moved? Obviously, um, for those listening that don't know, um, Rainmaker, the Rainmaker platform, you know, launched a podcast network and you are a part of that. And And uh, did that, was that last week when that happened?
0: The official launch was last Monday to Rainmaker.fm is the site. And okay. that was the official. So the week before they leaked it out on a podcast, Brian Clark, did uh, the Rainmaker show and he, they leaked out something about it and a post, but that was it. And the official launch of all the shows was Monday. okay. Um, and so I have a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday schedule. So my schedule had to change. Um, and yeah, and downloads were amazing. So it's like like way over what I ever did in You and Noteworthy, but I had no clue. Two months ago, I had no idea. Right. I was stuck in just put your head down. Sure. And I just, all I knew was what I knew. So I just kept doing what I did. And that was it. I didn't know that anybody was listening. I didn't know that anybody cared, but apparently people were listening and people cared.
1: Well, I mean, you, you have stats, so you didn't know that people were listening,
0: right? Right. But the stats were like way less than half of what they were in New and Noteworthy. You know what I mean? Sure. They were on this yeah. thing in And then I'd started talking to you and you were in New and Noteworthy and I was just like, man, this guy's just (laughs) like, and I'm like on this slow decline, like our trajectories are totally different directions. And I was like, oh man, it's so hard to see. And like, it's, that's all man. It's hard, right? It, It is. It is
1: tough. Yeah. I remember that. I mean, we were talking, this was a couple months ago, right after I had launched the show and I was shocked at how well things were going and, and yeah, you didn't know about, you know we discussed some of this stuff back then, like you thought some of it might be happening. We don't know, but it was just, you know, clearly if you had quit, you know, at episode 35 or 40 or wherever, then yeah. none of this would be happening now. Yeah. What do you, um? Ad- how, how is the whole, do you feel like, cause you've done a lot of things and, you know, I guess I should ask you about that since this is a interview show, but <laughs> um, the, the hack the entrepreneur is, do you, you kind of feel like that's your main thing at this point?
0: It seems to be, yeah. It's definitely what I'm becoming known for. Um, and um, yeah, it's weird, man. I'm just, I've just become a podcaster. Yeah. And, which I I started it strictly for selfish reasons, man. I was kind of bored last summer. Um, and I had been told by some people that I need to start one. And so I just literally just started on a Monday, just uh, sending out requests for emails thinking that, well, I'd like to talk to some smart people. I like to talk business and people won't just talk to me. If I just email me, Hey, let's jump on Skype for a half hour. It's like, well, I'm kind of busy. Oh, I'm hitting record. Okay. So right. right? (laughs) And I literally expected to go for kind of three months launch, kind of just go through new and noteworthy, have some fun with it, get it out there. And then go back to velocity page and stuff and do what I wanted to do. But it really kind of spiraled out. I mean, I ended up getting like sponsorship and downloads went faster than expecting. And now, yeah, other stuff has obviously come from it, which is really, really cool. But yeah. um,
1: So when you said that, like I'm a podcaster, like the, the way you kind of said that, you know, and now you're writing for, you know, these publications and everything. Um, Oh, you said it kind of in a way like I, uh, this, you never would have expected this. I mean, being someone who who podcasts, who writes, who, who speaks, you know, does that kind of stuff. Was that ever, any, was that something you were even interested in, you know, two years ago? Or is this just all, this is sort of like just out of the blue, new career direction?
0: No, something I was super interested in, but I thought I sucked at it. and and, I mean my original podcast is still up from two years ago and uh, like we kept it on iTunes and yeah it's terrible (laughs) I can't even talk in front of a mic I was just like I I didn't know you'd done another one what was that one about it was about online business okay that's that's what I like to talk about and so in the town that I live in there's this guy that I started we met just sort of on Twitter realizing we're in the same city and I'm like wow somebody in my city is actually into like Online stuff, that's kind of cool. And he's very much a podcaster in the sense that he knows all the technical stuff about it. And he's part of the Cliff Ravenscraft like mastermind and went through all oh, that too. Yeah. So he knows technically exactly how to do it. We just have coffee and talk about sort of online stuff. And but he doesn't really do anything online. And then it was, we've had so many of these coffees. Why don't we just like record these and put out he's like, I'll do all the technical stuff, everything. I just have to show up and talk, right? So I was like, all right, perfect. And I knew I had to do it at some point. I knew I had to get through it and I knew I would be terrible. (laughs) So I did it (laughs) anyways. And I think we got like 16 episodes in or something. And then I just wrapped it up and that was it. And then I sat on it and wasn't sure, but I've grown up always like hating the sound of my voice, uh, like when it's recorded, all that sort of thing, right? That basic stuff Can't, can't speak super well. Um, and it was actually the second interview I ever did, which really turned on this light bulb. The second interview I ever did for Hack the Entrepreneur, which was with Julian Smith, brilliant Canadian dude, right? Um, wrote the flinch and such, um, has a really cool business now, but he, at the very beginning was like, I used to podcast, I used to podcast back in the 1990s or something, whatever he said to me, like, (laughs) yeah, "Yeah, okay, Julian. But he was like, I realized, and he's like, I still, I talk through ideas to myself and people think I'm insane, but I'll be walking down the street or in my office and I have to verbally talk stuff out. It's how I clarify what it is I want to say and what I want to think and what it is that's working for me. And as he said it, I was like, Wow, I've never realized that about myself. Yeah. And I can see now I couldn't have had this conversation with you on here 2 years ago, man. I just couldn't have. It wouldn't have worked and I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been as clear. I'm so clear in directions of what I want to do and where I'm trying to go now and because I get to literally just talk about this stuff mm-hmm. every day to people and record it most of the time and just the people I've been introduced to that I don't even record that I just get on Skype with and I have so many Skype calls a day it's insane and we just talk about cool stuff and I get to like verbalize my ideas and yeah. I've realized that about myself like Julian that it's really the verbalization of my ideas that really makes them clear I'm not an amazing writer I'm not I like writing but I just I really I can work it through really well if I can speak it out. So yeah it is something I wanted to do super, super long winded answer to your question, but it is something I really, really wanted to do. And it's something that I was so apprehensive about because I really, really felt terrible at it, man. And yeah, when people first started emailing me and telling me how natural I sound now and how they <laughs> love just that I sound like I'm really engaged. And it's like, well, I am really engaged in these conversations. I'm having this conversation with you. I wouldn't be having it if I wasn't super, super into it. And, it was really weird for me, man. It was really weird to hear people say that because I literally thought they were just like totally just making it up, just <laughs> saying it to be nice, man. Seriously.
1: No, I do, I do the same thing. It's like, people will be like, Oh, that's so, you're so good at that. And I'm like, no, uh, you're, you're just, you're confused. You know, <laughs> I'll, well, I'll, I'll, just, I'll try I'll, to talk I'll, them out of their praise.
0: Yeah. I was always like, no, that's super nice of you, but you don't have to just say that. You know what I mean? And then it <laughs> yeah. was kind of like, well, maybe at some point it, it is actually true and now I believe it and I'm not sure where it came from and how I necessarily did it but except for I mean the fact that I've now recorded over a hundred I mean interviews right it'd be that helps in the last six or seven months oh totally I mean I'm the
1: same way as you I'm very much verbal processor I have to you know think through things out loud which is why you know we, I mean, none of it's recorded, but how, how many hours have you and I spent talking in the last three months? You know, there's probably a lot.
0: A ton, man. Yeah. it is. Just, work. just working
1: through stuff, you know, and that's just how I, that's, you know, that's how I do it. And so. You need to
0: have Julian Smith on your show.
1: Well, I, I should, I should. You need to hook me up, hook me up with uh, some guests.
0: That dude is smart, <laughs> smart, funny, just hilarious and just super, yeah, man, guy's yeah. smart. Yeah, I really like him.
1: So how are you feeling now? I mean, obviously, this stuff has happened um, that you didn't expect to happen. You you have this opportunity to write for entrepreneur.com and Copyblogger, and now you're part of the Rainmaker podcast network, and it's really kind of exploded uh, uh, the people that are exposed to your show and listening like um, that. you know, what's your state of mind right now? Is it just like, this is just so great and awesome. And, you know, what, what's, uh, you know, what are you thinking about?
0: I'm trying to really, really appreciate it and enjoy it. Um, not just get caught up in, um, what's going to come next. Yeah. And, but I'm also realizing that I'm not doing that. Um, Like I had some crazy days last week, man, where some just emails I would get and things that I would get asked and people I would get to talk to. And it was really weird, man. It was really, really weird. And like just scaling of downloads. And then obviously I didn't even know I was getting published with entrepreneur, but they had approved me now out of the blue. There was a lot of things. And, I was, I mean, obviously trying to take it super cool and be like, oh yeah, whatever. But, but I don't know, man, it's, it's amazing. And it's really, really, really cool. But I think, and I know that I just have to keep my head down. I have to keep doing what it is I did to get to where I am. Um, And I still don't know exactly what that means and where that's going to lead to. Yeah, I know that there's some steps, like there's some places I get to go, some things I get to do in the next six months that are amazing and cool, but they're not the end all sort of be all of it. And I know that this is a process and I just need to kind of, I need to enjoy it, but at the same time, I need to obviously push ahead. Yeah. Um, and it kind of, I had this today, actually, the episode came out, uh, Brian Kurtz. Uh, old school direct marketer guy and he was on my show and he introduced me to this idea that really kind of dealt with this. And it's really, I've been asking my guests this now and I've been having this discussion a lot and it's something that I need to deal with, which is what we've now kind of coined as like the entrepreneurial gap, Hmm. which is this thing where we are always looking forward to like the horizon or to the goals we set in three months, six months, a yeah. year, or whatever. And to the point where before we even hit those goals, we've already set five or 10 new <laughs> bigger ones. Yeah, exactly. And to the point where we never give ourselves credit for what the hell we've accomplished. And the, like, yeah, you can't, I, en- you can't enjoy anything. Right. And that's why I'm really, really. So, I mean, I also, like, I wrote a post last night and put it out called uh, live in days, work in months, because this is something that I'm really, really struggling with and trying to deal with. And now, especially as big things like do it a year ago, if you would have told me this stuff was going to happen, I've been like, like, come on, man, seriously, like, <laughs> yeah, it's right. So it's, and it's cool. And it's amazing. And I really do need to stop, turn around and look back and be like, geez, John, like, that's impressive where you've come from and what you've done yet. You still, and you have to appreciate it, but still at the same time, it's fluid. It's like, it's not just linear and it's going to go forward and I need to go to other places and do other things. So I don't have a beautiful, succinct sort of answer for you, but this is something that I've been talking about a lot. I've been writing about, and I really am trying to appreciate what it is that has happened. And it's only happened through just a lot of hard and I guess, smart work in a certain way, right? Doing the right things enough times repeatedly over and over and over again and working through those dips. Yeah. And I appreciate what it is, man. I appreciate what I'm getting. Um, and it's not being given to me. It's really, I mean, I worked for it. I earned it. And I have to know that and I have to respect that. And at the same time, I have to just keep working. I really. What
1: What it, were the, the the right things? You Because know, I. I I think about that a lot is getting back to the just showing up like there's you can you can just show up every day and, and you can, in other words, you can work on the wrong things. You know, you can spend a lot of time, you know, that's not going to be very profitable because you're not working on the right things. And you just pointed that out about, you know, working on the right things over and over again, you know, for you. And those would those would be different, I guess, depending on your industry or what it is you're trying to accomplish, but for you with your show and all that, what were those right things that you kept working on?
0: Uh, Well, first of all, the show was right. Like, and not in like a cocky way, but the show hit the market correctly. The market that it's in, it resonated with enough people to make it a viable business. And that, if you don't have that, I don't care how hard you work or how hard you push or how hard, how long you keep your head down, it's not going to work, right? There has to be that unique sort of angle that resonates with enough people to make it viable. Mm-hmm. It just absolutely does. And I mean, I fully believe in the whole, it's an art form and all this stuff, and it is, but art is only so good if you can present it and make it resonate with an audience. At least to me, that's what it is. I don't want to go, I play drums. I don't want to go record a wicked album and then just be like, okay, I'm going to take that album and I'm just going to put it into my drawer and nobody ever <laughs> needs to listen to it. Cause the whole point was just that I recorded this beautiful piece of art. It's like, well, no, I, I want it to resonate with people. I want sure. it to get feedback. Right. And I put a lot of thought into my show, like a ton of thought. I talked to a ton of people. I didn't come up with the title myself. I didn't come up with the artwork myself. I didn't come up with most of the questions myself. They were all literally brainstorms and bounces off a ton of people. Mm-hmm. I knew what the market was I was hitting and I really, really knew I had to hit it in that unique way. And I knew what I didn't like about a lot of shows and I knew what I liked about a lot of shows. And so I went for those things. And honestly, dude, I didn't expect this show to be the one that would take off. I expected to have to drop it and go with a new one, tweak, Mm. do what I had to do. But there was a lot of thought put into this, man. There was a lot of thought. And I really tried you just have to, you have to stand out. There's hundreds of podcasts a day coming out. You have to, there's a hundred products a day. There's a hundred thousands of products. You know what I mean? Or totally, services, yeah. whatever it is you're doing, you have to be unique enough to do that. And don't, you don't have to reinvent the frigging wheel, but you have to stand out in some way. You have to, also be able to resonate with enough people to make it viable. Yeah. If you don't have that, you can't work through that stuff. You well, can't. You said at the beginning
1: of that about, you know, that the, the show was right because, you know, it was it was it resonated with enough people to make it a viable business. But what um, what kept you believing that when, as you just said, you know, the the first eight weeks ends in iTunes and you have this massive dip in numbers and everything, you know, how were you able to believe that then? Like, how were you able to convince yourself of that rather than going, well, clearly this this isn't working because, you know, so few people are listening to it now.
0: To say that everything that's happened to me now with the show is completely unexpected is kind of a lie. I'm cocky enough that <laughs> I seriously, too, I don't know. it. It's really, really cool and amazing. And I didn't know how it was going to play out. But it doesn't blow me away. It's kind of like, yeah, of course, it's a good show and I'm doing it well and I'm doing the work right. So it makes sense. I went into it confident enough in what I was creating and I worked super, super hard on it, man. I recorded over 20 episodes before going live and then another 20 immediately and... over half of those never will see the light of day. They just, they were me working out ideas and finding something that really, really excited me. And I figured if it excited me and I'm super into business interview podcasts, that it will resonate with other people. So then I hit the ground and new and noteworthy took off and I got a lot of great feedback out of it. Enough that I was like, aha, (laughs) This is right. This isn't just me. There's enough of me out there that that's cool. It's I have a viable audience. And then it dropped off and it was like, the problem is now not the product. The problem is I can't get in front of, of enough ears at this point. So now I need to figure out how to get in front of more ears. But it's if that never would have happened in that first eight weeks, I would have quit. The show pretty immediately, and just wrapped it into another new repackaged sort of performance to see if that one resonates better, man. Mm -hmm. And but that was enough to really give me that feedback that, yeah, you're right, John. And it's like, oh, of course I'm right. Just <laughs> so easy to say now, but yeah, you know what I mean? And as it was all happening, man, I've literally, as everything has been happening, it's kind of like, yeah, of course, that seems like the logical thing that should happen sort of next, or this makes sense. This wasn't what I thought, but yeah, this makes sense because it's a good show and I'm doing it well. Does that make sense? Is that just me being cocky? If it no, is, no, I, no, no, I,
1: I think you're right. I think, and that's that was what I was uh, jokingly saying is like, I've got some ideas for how one, you know, grows an audience after that initial burst. But, um, but that makes total sense that, uh, you know, when it was in front of people, there was enough of a response, you know, to let you know that this thing is worth something and the problem now, like you said, is not, is not the show. It's just, um, marketing the show, you know, and like you said, that could be with a product or a blog or with anything, you know, that's kind of the great thing about new and noteworthy is you can, you can kind of get some instant validation there, whether this is going to go anywhere, because, you know, if you have all the powers of new and noteworthy behind you and you're using those strategies well, and you still don't I don't know. I want to be careful here because I don't want to discourage people who, you know, don't shoot out of the gate with, you know, 50,000 listeners that, you know, that their idea is bad, but there, there you're right, though. There is some validation there.
0: And I didn't shoot out of the gate either, actually. I mean, my first month of New and Noteworthy was horrendous. I didn't think so at the time, but I got like 2,000 downloads or something the first month. And then I remember you talking to you and seeing yours like, oh my God, geez, man, how'd you do that? I didn't get that. But then the second month was super, super good. And then partway through that, I got approached by people to sponsor my show that I didn't have to go look for. And it was like, wow, this is, to me, this is validation. And you're right. You don't want to discourage people from that. At the same time, there's something there, right? And but it's not 50,000 listeners, like it wasn't, I don't think, for me, maybe it was at that time, I don't know. But it was there's still some, right? And there's there should be some feedback, there should be something there. And you don't get that big of a push again as easily as you can with new and noteworthy if you hit it right, do it right, and take the right steps, sure. But but and Like anything, man. And one of the biggest things I think I've learned from talking to so many smart people is that thing that I call cockiness or confidence is absolutely essential. If you're creating anything and putting it out into the world, if you don't confidently believe that it can do like wondrous sort of things, then how can anybody else think that? Oh, man, I'm fucked. No, because I know that you do. I know that you thought this show was really good. And I know you think this show is really good. You wouldn't have launched it otherwise, man. It's just the way it is, right? I mean, I'm not saying that I have confidence every day of my life and every minute. Like, no, of course not. I'm human. But I have enough confidence in my ideas to put them forth into the marketplace and give them the push that they deserve and to know like if i didn't otherwise it would just be like oh wishy washy and like oh it's like well it's not going to work it's just yeah. not man right and it, you don't have to admit that you're cocky but you, you're cocky enough to put something you put something out that's super unique and you put it into a popular big marketplace and you did it confidently
1: it does it does take some amount of hubris to just to, to put anything out i mean it, you know it, 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 there is a little bit of uh of, you know, not necessarily arrogance in a bad way, but just, you know, to assume that anyone in the world wants to hear what you have to say or wants to hear the music that you make or or, or whatever, you know, so I, I think I know what you mean by that.
0: Yeah, that's that's why I was clarifying cocky. I was calling it cockiness and funniness. I'm the least cocky person you'll ever meet. I'm a Canadian for one thing, uh, <laughs> but, but I do realize that you do have to have that confidence in what it is you're making. You haven't and-
1: said sorry yet in this episode. yeah sorry (laughs) about that uh you should we're at like 45 minutes you should be hitting at least about 40 sorries by now i think
0: (laughs) sorry for not saying sorry (laughs) yeah no i
1: i i get it though it's it's definitely um i i think for me the the struggle isn't so much uh is this worth anything is this valuable because you know, there are the responses from people there, you know, um, I think it's more of like, a, I was having a conversation with a friend, uh, last week. I was like, I hate to, I hate to put it like this, but it's so many things just come back to money. You know what I mean? Um, like I hate to re- reduce everything to money, but it's like when you're trying to bootstrap everything that you do, and you don't have a lot of money or savings or whatever um a lot of these choices like do i continue this do i keep working at this do i do that you know are made based on i've got bills to pay next month you know and so for me a lot of the struggle with things that i start and things that i quit are it's it's like okay this is great and i love it and it's it's resonating well but uh it's not making me enough money for the time that i have to put into it and i have to pay the bills so i've got i've, I've got to figure something else out does that make sense
0: yeah it does make sense and i i want to say i don't agree with you just because yeah. it feels natural to not agree with you adam but <laughs> <laughs> but uh... But no, I totally do agree with you. And I mean, we always, you you go through your Twitter and you read from somebody's like, oh, if you do the work that you love and don't pay attention to the money, the money will follow. Do the things that change the world. And then it's like, well, yeah, of course. If I'm Elon Musk and I like have like a billion dollars and I start building rocket ships, like, yeah, of course the money's going to follow. But I, I I just need to kind of keep my internet connection paid for so I can keep <laughs> podcasting. It's different. Yeah. And I've had this discussion with people on my show because when they go to that and I think from my perspective, it's like, yeah, well, you make a lot of money. You have a hundred employees and you do all this stuff. It's, is it not easier for you to make and to sit and to meditate on these things and think about what's the next thing you should do in the next six months when you don't have to worry about yeah. How do I keep my internet paid for? Yeah. So you're right. And, but at the same time, I mean, you do have to make money. It's business and you have to make money. So if it's not necessarily negative that you have to reduce things to money, money buys you freedom, money Sure, buys you the st- time to do whatever it is you want to do and to create really cool epic stuff and put that stuff out into the world and change people hopefully and impact them in some way so i think the problem might be just sort of thinking of it in a negative sort of way um and i just need to be a guest on your show and that will get me famous enough That'll be, that. that's it. That's really. Explode that's kinda, my audience. Yeah, that's basically I've noticed. That's really where, <laughs> where people's careers really hit that trajectory that they just don't, there's no turning back after that. Really, there isn't. You're the career maker. <laughs> You're the career I maker. Am, I am the career maker. Wow. I make everybody's <laughs> career except my own. <laughs> oh man. If only. Eh? So I have a question for you. Yeah. This is something I thought of yesterday during. An interview, and I actually started laughing really hard at it because I was wondering somebody was mentioning hockey stick growth. And actually, the guy I talked to today to hockey stick growth is the big thing, right? And I want to know when people talk about this whole hockey stick growth thing, which way is the hockey stick lying? Or I don't even lying?
1: I don't even know what the hell you're talking about.
0: You, you never hear people talk about this hockey stick growth. You know, like how it sort of like shoots up. Or, really? Wow. My last two interviews, the person has mentioned it.
1: I'm just not, but see, I'm not, I'm not a business guy. I mean, I'm in this world, but I'm just, I'm kind of faking it. Startups
0: and stuff, it's all hockey stick growth, which means like super fast trajectory up and to the right, right? Yeah. Money and everything's growing fast. And I think it means that the hockey stick is kind of like how you would hold it I don't know if you know hockey, you're, you're not Canadian, but <laughs> there's like the short part on the bottom and then there's uh, long. Yeah, I, I get it. It looks right. kind of like an L. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Somebody was saying it yesterday <laughs> and then I started laughing because I was like, that's funny though, because you might actually be wrong. I said, the thing is, I think that <laughs> people, I don't know, I need to discuss this because I haven't got to talk about it again, but I think the thing is that people are thinking about the hockey stick the wrong way. And this goes back to all the hard, hard work because I feel like last week, maybe I had some hockey stick growth, but the hockey stick is like horizontal, like on its side, where yeah. there's this long, giant flat <laughs> part where nothing happens. It's just like dirty hands all over it and just gross and sweat. And it's just flat. And then there's this tiny little thing at the end that just kind of shoots up a bit. And then it ends. That's it. And it's like, wow. I think, I think I actually just felt hockey stick growth. I said to the person, the guy's like, yeah, you're totally, you missed the whole analogy of the hockey stick growth. <laughs> I'm like, but no, because I worked for my ass off for so long and it was just flat and boring and nobody cared. And then there was this tiny little blip at the end of just like, well, there it is. And then it just ends and there's like this, the tape ends of the stick and that's the end. And yeah, but like- I think, I think your, your <laughs> version of it is more realistic. Exactly. That was my point to the guy and he didn't agree with me. So hmm. I'm never going to publish a show. <laughs>
1: that's what he gets for disagreeing
0: with you maybe i shouldn't publish his show you've only agreed with me
1: once in an hour so that's
0: probably pretty good for your odds i'm sure
1: uh, yeah probably i don't you know what i'm, I'm fine i'm not gonna release his show tomorrow that's what you get you just wasted really? a whole hour wow no i'm kidding
0: it was a good call i mean I am. Didn't, w- didn't waste this call at all man no it was great man i appreciate you coming on and talking man thank you so much for having me
1: That's it. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed that. I had a lot of fun talking to John. I'm going to be on his show soon, Hack the Entrepreneur. But be sure and check it out, not just for my episode, but just because the show is freaking awesome in and of itself. And that's hacktheentrepreneur.com. And I really appreciate John coming on the show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show, for emailing me. Uh, if you want to follow along on Twitter, I'm Av Clark. Or the show is TGM Podcast. If you want just updates on the show, you can do that. Or on Facebook. If you want to help support the show, donate to the show, you can do that at avclark.com slash support. I would appreciate that. But the most important thing you can do, even more than financially supporting the show, is leaving me a rating and review on iTunes or telling a friend about the show. That really, really helps. And I appreciate all of you who have done that already. And uh, that's it. That's all I've got. Hope you have a great Wednesday, and I will see you next time. I don't know, I'm sort of just an old guy with a big tongue. That's
0: I'm just a big old tongue old man. That's all that is. Um, that's sort of... How many words am I at?